Hello, everybody. Thank you all for coming over. I know most of you are here because of a post I made on Facebook talking about how I have had something on my mind so strong lately. And it what it is, is I had gotten to that place again where so many people have been and are going where you think, I'm just ready to be done with Facebook. I'm just going to delete it. I'm going to get off Facebook. I'm going to not have anything else to do with it ever again. Because, well, I mean, if you're here listening to this and you know me at all, then you already know what I'm talking about. There is just so much stuff on social media you don't even want to accidentally see. And I promise you, if you're on any kind of social media, you will accidentally see it. You can unfriend, unfollow, block, report, do whatever you want to do. And it still is going to sift through. It is absolutely mind-boggling how so many people can be okay with posting some of this stuff. And a lot of them still call themselves believers. Um, I don't understand it. I'm not going to pretend to, and I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'm not going to waste any time. I just want to get to this thing that's been in my head. And what it is, is this. I have heard from people who have gotten off of social media and they will tell you, oh, it's so much more peaceful. I don't have to see all that stuff. I don't hear a all the stories. I don't hear about all these things that are just, that I really don't want to hear about. I don't even accidentally stumble over anything anymore. And it's great. And I'm thinking, a part of me is thinking, man, I want that too. I want that kind of, that kind of peace, that kind of, where I don't see those things. I would love that. And so I think I'm just going to get off social media. But then the other day, and this is where the I can't sleep started when I was praying about getting off social media because it's just one of those things that goes through my head, I guess. But I was praying about it and and I was like, how can I do this? How can I disconnect myself and go on in whatever direction you want me to go, Jesus? And I didn't hear an audible voice, and I'm not going to say this is revelation or prophecy or anything like that, but I got this kind of feeling. And all these things started playing through my head where it it's really hard to explain even in words. So this is why I didn't want to try to write it down either. But if believers... Let's say every believer or even 90%, even if it was just 90% of believers made this mass exodus from social media. Like we're just not going to do it anymore. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to put ourselves in the pathway of filth and perversion and, and, you know, all of these things that are in our face every day. What's left on social media then? right? If all the believers go, and I'm talking about true believers, I'm not talking about people who say they're believers and then 
preach a gospel that Paul would have called a cursed because he said if you preach any other gospel than what we, and when he said we, he meant the disciples and the apostles and, and those of his time. If you preach any other gospel, if, if anybody preaches another gospel, I'll, that's what it says, um, then what we've preached, let them be accursed. And he said it again. He repeated himself. And that's how important it was to know that there is a truth. And that truth is so important that if you don't, if you're going to preach and you call it truth, but it's not the truth, then Paul says you should be cursed. And so that made me think about the believers who say they're believers, but they go along with things that do not line up with the word of God. So if the believers who are quote unquote true believers, there, there are those that know that there is a truth. They know that there is um, an absolute moral compass and there is no going against it. What if all those leave social media? Then the only thing that's left is a false gospel, a false religion, a false sense of hope, a false truth, which is a double negative. A false truth is simply a false. And so then we are cultivating. It would be like planting a garden and putting out 50 rows of corn and waiting a couple weeks till all the corn sprouts. And then you see the weeds sprout up. And you go out and you pluck out the corn. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous. But that's basically what we're doing to ourselves when we remove ourselves from social media. Am I saying go back in there and just suffer through it? No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if we're going to be on social media... If we decided that we can't leave for whatever reason that is, then we at least have the mandate that we have to stand up for right when right is at stake. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not saying go on there and shove an agenda down somebody's throat the way they do us. The way unbelievers do believers. As if we're the ones, and I mean, if you really look at it, Christians are the only group that is marginalized and threatened and cursed and talked about and taught about and all of these things. And there's, there's absolutely no social justice for the Christian. It doesn't matter what happens to the Christian? And we saw this quite recently in Nashville. There is nothing. I mean, there may be a few voices here and there, but there will be no upbra- you know, uproar or outrage um, if a Christian is treated badly or worse than badly even. And so if we leave social media... We are not just leaving. We are leaving it to someone else. And make no mistake before this even goes any further. First of all, 
I hope that no one has heard anything that I've said up to this point and thought that I'm trying to say we need to shove an agenda. We need to shove an agenda. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to be a lot. Okay. We are a lot. And we don't need to put it under a bushel. So we need to be ready. And the Bible tells us this. We need to be ready to give an answer for that hope that we have. That hope that we have inside us. The truth that we have inside us. Because there will be questions. And there will be um, conversations. Now, 99% of the world... Um, and I laugh, I was telling my husband about this the other day, you know, back in our day and, um, I'm not going to date myself, but it's been several years (laughs) back in our day. We had a thing called the debate team and believe it or not, we argued opposite points of the aisle on X topic for sometimes as long as two hours. And each side would make viable points that had been researched and documented and fact-checked. And then someone would judge that debate. And a winner would be assigned according to their research and their um, stance and their rebuttal. And all of these things coming together to make an argument not an argument like we know it today, like finger wagging and screaming and yelling and cursing and whatever people are doing um, on a day-to-day basis, but an argument as in, this is why I believe what I believe. And then the other person says, well, this is why I believe what I believe. But the difference when you're coming from a spiritual standpoint, and the Bible will tell you this as well, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And that is really where this roots down to. All of this social media garbage, all of this public school garbage, all of this political garbage, all of that. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And we need to be able to come from that place while also applying the armor that Paul spoke of in Ephesians 6. And understanding that we're not here to fight. We're not here to fight each other. We're not here to fight people. The truth is the truth. And that is never going to change. When you present that truth, people who hear you are going to have an opportunity to accept it or reject it. And what it boils down to is just, the Bible says the word does not return void. When you speak the word to somebody, they might come back and scream and cuss for 20 minutes. They might accuse you of things. They might call you names. Um, That's going to happen. And if all of that happens together, all in the same conversation with the same person all at once all of it you're still better off than those who started the new testament church after jesus 
ascended back into heaven. We still have it better. I think, uh, well, in fact, I know there there is a scripture. I don't know it off the top of my head, but Paul said, you, you haven't even resisted to the shedding of blood yet. Or that's my paraphrase of what it says. <laughs> and we haven't yet. But if we keep abandoning things the way that believers abandoned politics believers who said politics is no place for a believer we'll just leave that to the world well let me tell you something if you leave an arena like that open to the world the enemy will take it okay think about that and then you have believers who put their soul trust in the public school system and then it just went downhill. Uh, we could talk about a million things that have gotten us where we are today. But none of that matters as much as what we allow from this point forward. And when I say what we allow, again, I am not talking about shoving quote-unquote religion on people or down somebody's throat. I'm not talking about that. We are not to fight each other. All we have to do is release the truth. And Jesus will do the rest. This is not rocket science. Read the New Testament. Start in the book of Acts. And, and you'll see... Even if you get opposition because you are taking Jesus' side. You're taking the side of truth. You're taking the side of light. You read that book of Acts and you'll find out just how good we've got it. But the problem is, if we continue to put our light under a bushel, these freedoms are going to be quickly dissipated. And that's the truth because it will be a course of history repeating itself. And it will be that part of history where the spiritual person, the believer, the person who absolutely can't stomach certain things. And that's okay if you can't. If if you're only way out of this mess is to get off Facebook, then go. And if you pray about it and God releases you to go, by all means, go. If that's what you have to have. Because we certainly are not all um, created for the same path. We will have a lot of things that are going to be different between us as believers. And you look at the, the scripture where Paul withstood Peter to his face about that topic. Again, I'm not going to go into that. That's in the Bible. You can read it. But they withstood one another. And a lot of different believers um, throughout the New Testament parted ways because they maybe didn't agree on everything or whatever it was that happened. And they went separate directions. But I promise you, they were all preaching the same gospel. There are salvational issues and those fundamental truths that are undeniable because the word 
is the word. It's living and and powerful. It's never going to change. And then there are issues that are not salvational. And if believers spend all their time arguing and fighting amongst each other about what's not salvational, then it's not going anywhere good. So that thing that I couldn't sleep about was all that that I just explained to you. If all the believers make a mass exodus out of social media, off of Facebook, off of TikTok, off of YouTube, all of that, if the truth falls in the street, whose fault is it? And what can we do to keep it from falling in the street? At least in our little corner of the world. Maybe you can be a light to somebody. Maybe you can offer somebody hope. Maybe you can offer somebody the truth. Now, that doesn't mean that every time you offer the truth, it's going to be just swept up like chocolates by a three-year-old. That's not going to happen. But as long as you are answering questions with the truth, don't go digging for an argument. There's no point for that. There's no reason for that. Believe you me when I say that the enemy will put it in front of you. If there's going to be any kind of confrontation, um, he will absolutely make that opportunity available. But that's where we have to use our scruples and the Word of God (laughs) and really give people hope. Because if we take hope away from all these channels, away from all these avenues, then we're just setting the stage for the enemy. And we can't do that. Not, Not all of us. I mean, like I said just a minute ago, if that's the only peace you can find, then take my blessing and go on your way away from social media. If you already have and things are so much better, then that that's your road to walk with Jesus. But we can't all leave social media and expect anything to get any better it won't it will get worse because then of course your kids aren't going to leave social media whether they're 12 17 or 30 they're still going to be on there and if all the believers are gone then who's left to put stuff in front of their eyes and these are the things that we have to think about because this is the world we live in Back in Paul's day, Peter, James, and John, and all the rest, they had certain issues that they had to deal with because that was their society. That was their um, life. It's where they lived. And as society changes over time, so does our position not... 
not from a doctrinal standpoint or not from anything like that, but it changes in how we react to certain things and how we present the truth and how we have to sometimes carry things a little bit further than somebody who, because, you know, I can remember a time in my lifetime there was no internet. I mean, let's not even get started about social media and all of these other things. There wasn't even any internet. When we were in school, we had a test. We had to finish that thing without Google. (laughs) So I'm saying that society changes, but there are kids right now who know no life that doesn't have social media in it. And I think right now is a pivotal time where we can choose to go and leave the entire platform, which is global, and leave it to the enemy. I mean, we can think we're leaving it to, you know, just, we're just leaving it to non-believers. It's, you know, whatever. That's not really going to change that much. Yes, it will change that much. So... To everyone that is still there and feels the same way, we have a work to do. Um, One of the hashtags I use all the time on Facebook is armor up. Hashtag armor up. And um, I know that's a hashtag that's grown a lot. Not so much from people that I know, but it has just grown. And that's what we have to do. Ephesians 6 style, not SJW style. Okay, not not jump in somebody's face and and um, as a very well known internet preacher recently said, um, I I can't quote him verbatim, but I think he called Democrats demon rats or something like that, and uh, was just jumping up and down on the platform screaming like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is not how the New Testament church acts. (laughs) In Acts, you can go read in Acts how the New Testament church acts. So, play on words, I don't know. Maybe it's something else. But the whole point is that we start to take this thing seriously. Um, And I know there are a lot of people who already are. So, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm just telling you what's been on my heart. Because um, I've been quiet for a long time. And that's too long. Um, Five minutes for a converted believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Five minutes of silence is five minutes too much. And um, we just have to get to a place, even if we don't come together, so to speak, um, like a movement or anything. I'm not trying to start a movement. There's already a movement. It was started in 33 AD, and it's called the New Testament Church. Um, But if you go back and read, their boldness turned the world upside down. 
their boldness. Um, and I could tell a, a billion stories about the boldness, but like I said, I don't want to waste a lot of time saying things that so many people already know. But I hope that if you've thought about leaving social media, that you will pray and you will ask Jesus, is this what I need to do? And like I said, we each we each walk our own road. We each do our own thing in the kingdom for Jesus. And so we have our job. Um, some of it is simple and some of it may not be so simple. But the point is, the day and age that we live in right now, um, this is, it's getting risky. It's getting super risky. And if we are uncomfortable with what we see on social media today, then six months from now, a year from now, I don't know how long it'll take. But you better get ready to be uncomfortable with it in your front yard when you go to the grocery store. And that's already started. I mean, come on. I don't buy a lot of brands now uh, because I won't support the kinds of things these brands stand for. But what we let slide today on social media is very likely to be in our state, our city, or our front yard in a very short time. And I, I don't think any of us really understand how short a time that could be. Um, it won't be pleasant if we have to go through those things. But my whole point, again, I'll say this like I've said it before. I'm not encouraging people to go and shove something down somebody's throat because we have had that happen to us already. Don't be that person. Don't be that kind of spirit. Read the word, pray, fast. Do your devotions. Do the things that the word tells us to do. That Jesus gave us certain things. Certain promises, certain commandments, and a certain doctrine. If we adhere to those things, we won't want to jump down somebody's throat. We will want them to have that encounter with Jesus that we had. And if it's been a while since you have thought about that encounter that you had with Jesus... This is a really good time to think about it. And then think about how it changed you. Now, not everybody has a horrible background. Some people do, but not everybody does. So just think about yours. And maybe you're only supposed to minister to people. And I'm not saying from a pulpit, but... In our day-to-day lives, we're going to meet people that we will be able to minister to. And you have your place in the kingdom, just like I have mine. Just like our pastor has his, and your pastor has his, and your pastor's wife has hers. Everybody has their place. So what I'm saying 
that we need to do, those of us that feel led in this direction, just stand your ground in the truth. Don't run somebody over with what you know to be the truth and demand that they see it as truth. Offer the hope and the reason for the hope that is within you the way the Bible tells us to. Armor up, do your due diligence, and then just be. Because that will be enough for some of us. For some of us it won't be, but he will show us. He is faithful to tell us where we need to go every step of the way, every move that we make. So I've already been a lot more long-winded than I wanted to be. And if you've listened this far, thank you. But I'm going to close this down and um, let's just continue to pray that the Lord would raise up a standard against the enemy through his people who refuse to bow down to anything other than Jesus, who refuse to accept anything other than Jesus as the truth and his doctrine and his way, because that is the truth. And when people see you living that truth, they will inquire. And then you will be able to give your answer and shine your light. And who knows what kind of difference that will make. Pray and fast for our country. Pray and fast for your state, your family, your local schools. Because if we don't, the next generation may not even know. And we don't need to to leave that as a legacy. A legacy of silence in the face of oppression. Third world countries don't even do that now. And they're getting killed for it. And beaten and burned and banned and imprisoned. And we don't have it that badly yet. Yet. The enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I don't want that to be my kids, grown though they may be. I don't want that to be my grandchildren. I don't that I don't want that to be my friends' grandchildren. I don't want it to be any child or any adult. And so I'll pray and I'll fast. And I'll give my answer if anybody asks me. And I may post a few things on social media even if somebody doesn't ask me. And that'll be okay. So, like I said, if you've listened this far, I appreciate it. Um, If you want to have a conversation about it, there should be a button around there somewhere (laughs) where you can um, leave a comment or contact me directly. Um, If you want to go to my website um, to have that conversation, I do have a a contact me section. Um, Just go to stacylynnwells.com. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-W-E-L-L-S.com. And just check for that contact me button, and that'll come straight through to me. Um, Otherwise, 
I will be praying for all my listeners and all my followers on social media that we can be whatever Jesus wants us to be in this day and age. And I appreciate all your time and God bless you. Goodbye.